0: This is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support the show. Get exclusive bonus episodes and ad free episodes. Hello.
1: Hi. Are you
0: better this week? Everyone wants to know.
1: Um, yeah, listen, nobody I know personally has died this week. My friends my friend's uncle did, but listen, I, I'm gonna it's nobody Everything I knew personally. So I guess I'm counting it as a win. Everything's terrible. But hey, thanks for everybody for reaching out. It's been really nice. And sometimes I cry in a horse's stall because people say nice things to me in the internet. Everything's going good. Thank you for Excellent. asking, Hemet. How are you? <laughs> is this a good energy to bring? Yes, there okay. you go
0: brief little uh personal note on my end so next week i am giving an invocation at what? the dupage county board local uh community board a couple years ago i they started doing these religious invocations yeah. and as part of a nationwide trend to try to get a more, more diverse Christians. yeah to get a more diverse group of speakers i was like i would like to deliver one and they let me, whether mm-hmm. or not they wanted to. But a couple of weeks ago, they were like, asked me out of nowhere, hey, would you like to do the invocation? I'm like, yes, side eye. Why? Um, but as far as I can tell, it's a genuine ask. That's and exciting. so I will deliver that next week.
1: DuPage County is my county. There you what go. What day is it? Maybe I can go.
0: Uh, Tuesday morning. Oh, a we'll free see.
1: Tuesday morning. There you go.
0: Party there. So yes. interesting.
1: Cool. That's fun. Yeah. Congrats.
0: That's the only happy news you're going to get for the next hour.
1: All right, gang, I just want you to know that Hemant <laughs> sat down and said, oh, this is going to make you so sad today. And the glee in his voice was really <laughs> hurtful. So, all right, hit me, all my right. dude. Let's see.
0: We're going to start with the story. This actually happened last week. I think as we were recording, this was starting to take place. Oh, okay. And all right, my understanding of it. So I'm like, I'll hold off until later, because I don't have my mind around the story. Sure. Then I found out about everything, and I'm like, oh, no. Okay. Oh, God. This story involves a guy named Bubba Copeland. Oh, boy. Yep. He is a guy in Phoenix City, Alabama.
1: An Asian gentleman, then?
0: He is not. <laughs> yep. Phoenix City, Alabama. So he's the pastor of First Baptist Church. Uh, pastor or Bubba. No no. Pastor notes. Bubba. Yep. He was also mayor of a nearby town called Smith's Station. And so he's been doing these dual roles for a few years. Um, And like when a tornado hit that community a few years ago, at the time, President Donald Trump, he came to that area. There's even a picture of... Uh, Bubba Copeland speaking to Donald Trump, uh, and that was so a cool again, conversation. knowing everything I told you up until this point, mm. all of my stereotypes kick Sh- in. Sure, and so I mean, I should say the uh, Copeland posted a picture in 2020 on Facebook. It's the picture of him speaking to Trump, right? And it, it's not praising or condemning or anything Trump. He's just saying, I think he was running for re-election at the time, okay. and he wrote. Never in a million years did I think my first term as mayor would include dealing with a deadly tornado, global pandemic, mm. several student suicides, he's Jesus. pointed out. Like, there is no instruction manual for this job. Mm. However, I do have my own personal manual, and that is my Bible, oh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, So yeah, again, yeah, 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 yeah. you can understand where my stereotypes also, here are coming from. Defo
1: is an instruction manual for that job, right? <laughs> like, people, like, get... Like yeah. PhDs in this shit.
0: There's definitely like local an government instruction how to do it. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, so, just want to call that one out. The re- I didn't. I didn't know anything about the guy. And the reason anyone outside his community seems to know anything about the guy is because last week a right wing news outlet called eighteen nineteen News, which you're probably not familiar with, yeah. but it's a it's a site that was, like, adjacent to Breitbart. Steve Bannon has okay. promoted it. What does 1819 mean, I uh, I think that's the year Alabama became a state.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, that's basically
0: right. saying that's how far back we want to take the clock. Okay, you get the idea. <laughs> they published an article about this guy, Bubba Copeland, and basically the entire story was we found his secret profiles online.
1: And the profiles
0: were not just like him being a troll online. No, it seems like this guy spends his free time. He had a a post like his Instagram profile Uh said, I am a transitioning transgender curvy girl. And it seems, it seems like that's a character he created. He's not actually trans. It's just a character he created. He likes dressing in drag, putting on a wig. In real life. This is him in real real life. life, But not publicly. Just hiding behind the costume. And he had other alt accounts playing this character where basically he would dress up in women's clothing. Sometimes, Mm. I I wouldn't even call it racy. It's, oh, provocative clothing.
1: Sure. And
0: if you do that on Instagram, you're going to get some likes. If you do it on Reddit in certain places... You're going to get the upvotes. And I think for a guy like him, he's like, I'm getting positive validation, validation, affirmation, and that's it.
1: Okay, I want to be clear. Thus far, I have no problem with anything that's happening. It is absolutely anybody's right to wear whatever they want, identify however they want. Assuming this guy isn't, you know, with one hand, legislating anti-trans shit, and then in the other participating and taking advantage of that community. So
0: this is where I want to go uh-huh. with it because I share the exact same view. So I'm reading this article and I'm like, my first thought when I'm like, oh, wow, the reporter's name is Craig Monger. Uh-huh. He got all the screenshots, including some of the semi-racy ones for what it's worth. They were, uh, they were deleted pretty soon after. When you after. say
1: semi-racy, is it just like... Uh, like sexual type stuff Yeah, or? but he's not
0: showing anything because okay. again, he's not trying to and show it's that.
1: Instagram, which is pretty if I remember correctly, pretty big about like no boobies or any right. or like dicks right. or anything. So yeah. it's not like it's
0: That's porn. No, it's not. Um it's just one of those things that if you came across it you would say, "Oh, someone's trying to dress sexy." That's what you're getting. Okay. So this guy Craig Munger, got a lot of screenshots. From Reddit, from Instagram, Mm. for what it's worth, they were not all deleted later. I could see them, too, later on.
1: Okay. So, like, they
0: still exist on the internet because it's the internet. Sure. One of the things they pointed out in the article, that Copeland is literally wearing his wife's clothing because there's a picture of his wife wearing a dress, and then he's wearing the dress. Okay. And my thought was the same as yours. At first, I'm like, yeah, go get him. Yeah. But the second is, why do I care about this unless... We have proof that this guy is legislating anti-LGBTQ policies as mayor, Uh as far as he can anyway as mayor. Yeah. Or in in church, he's preaching against this stuff. Sure. Because, of course, you have to have that to make this a story. Otherwise, what are we doing here?
1: Otherwise, it's just nosing into people's personal lives, which is a thing I don't care to do.
0: So here's an excerpt from the article in 1819 News. Copeland confirmed they reached out to him. They got him to talk. Copeland confirmed that he operated the account and was featured in the pictures. He claimed it was only a means of getting rid of stress and called the postings a hobby and a fantasy. They also found, by the way, uh, erotica he had written online. He also said his erotica was, quote, purely fiction. After the interview, Copeland promptly deleted the accounts and asked them not to be made public Hmm. due to his family and position as a pastor. Hmm. He later said, Just my wife knows about it, Copeland said. It's a hobby I do to relieve stress. I have a lot of stress, and I am not medically transitioning. It's just a bit of a character I am playing. I don't go out and seek solicitation or anything like that, he continued. It's something that I don't intermingle with the other. It's private. I don't do it in the public or anything like that. It's just a fictional character I made up to relieve stress.
1: So, okay. All of that... Which is fine. I I want to be clear. It's fine. I don't... I don't care. So far, so good. Do what you have to do to relieve stress, which is such a weird way to... Go ahead. Yeah, fine. Whatever. Whatever. I'm right there with
0: you. He was clearly embarrassed that he got caught. Yeah. I don't know if his wife actually knew about it, but but I understand why he would say that. Sure. He wanted to keep a secret a secret. And then... This happened on Wednesday of last week, where the article came out. I don't know when they spoke in this interview, but the article came out on Wednesday. Wednesday night, he was supposed to be preaching from the pulpit. That's right, because he's a preacher as well. Because he's a preacher as well. And he did. And at that point, it was a very brief sermon, and it was live-streamed. He Uh says, I have been an object of an internet attack. An article that was written about my capacity as the mayor, capacity as a pastor... The article is not who or what I am. Yes, I have taken pictures with my wife in the privacy of our home in an attempt of humor because I know I am not a handsome man nor a beautiful woman either. I apologize for any embarrassment caused by my private personal life that has come publicly. He later said, uh, after talking about God for a little bit, I have nothing to be ashamed of. I'm sorry for what my actions have caused. I'm thankful for the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that have reached out to me today in love. A couple things that happened after that article came out on Wednesday. One is that I read the entire thing. There was literally no documentation. There's no really? clip. There's no clip of a sermon where he was preaching against LGBTQ people. Okay. None. They, di- they didn't include any. There was no evidence that he had ever supported or passed any policies as mayor like okay. against anti discrimination policies sure. or anything like that. Sure, for what it's worth, I did my own little bit of research into that. I couldn't find anything they had done in that city that was anti gay explicitly. Okay, Alabama as a state absolutely right, is that city hadn't done anything yeah. in any of to make it worse. Sure, okay. So after the article comes out that Wednesday, the Alabama Baptist State Convention and the Alabama Baptist State Board of Missions. They issued a statement saying they were praying for his church leaders to determine the truth concerning these accusations. Here's their statement. We have become aware of the alleged unbiblical behavior related to the pastor of the First Baptist Church of Uh, Phoenix City.
1: was, Was there a psalm on Instagram? What is that? Wait, was there a psalm about Instagram and what you should or should not post yeah. that I missed when I was I reading the I was trying to, like,
0: what's unbiblical? What's the thing you're mad yeah, about? And understand. they did not specify. They said, we are praying for the leaders of the church family as they seek to determine the truth concerning these accusations. What does that mean? All right, whatever. I'm not sure what determination of truth needed to be made because yeah. he confessed that it was him. But what they didn't say, which was weird to me, is they didn't say, this guy needs to get out of the pulpit. They didn't say that. Okay. They didn't say he was fired as if they had the authority. They just said we're praying for the church's leaders to get to the bottom of this and decide what to do from there. Okay. Which seemed kind of hands-offish, which I thought was interesting.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Like and also again, what was unbiblical was it that he was pretending to be a trans woman? Was it the drag? Was it the lie that I am being someone online who I am not actually? Sure. Was it the secrecy of it all? I I don't know. They didn't say. And then the Alabama Cooperative Baptist Fellowship, which is like an umbrella under which his church lives. Yeah. They didn't even specify a punishment either. They just issued a statement saying this would appear to be a matter between pastor and church. Which again, I saw that. I'm like, that seems very hands off, too. W- I
1: guess I feel like everybody is doing the same thing we are of like, yeah, yeah. this is. Interesting, I guess. I'm not sure what I'm so I I feel like I'm supposed to comment on it, but there's nothing to say. That's which is where I am right now. What do you want us to be mad about? Because
0: if this was Ted Haggard Mm -hmm. years ago, where he was there was evidence or there was an allegation he had been seeing a male escort for sex, and the escort spoke out and said that. Um, and Ted Haggard eventually said, Yeah, I did. But also, we had had years right. of Ted Haggard saying that was a sin, that uh, no one should be because gay. Because
1: it's the hypocrisy it's that the we're hypocrisy. after. I do, like...
0: And so I'm waiting. Where's yeah. the hypocrisy? So, um. by the way, as we all know, I feel this doesn't have to be said on this podcast, but over the past few years, drag queens have been called groomers. Yeah. They have been subject to protest just for reading books to children mm-hmm. in a perfectly appropriate way. Red states have passed laws banning drag performances. Obviously, trans people have been subject to attacks by religious conservatives. Right. So, if a Baptist preacher said one thing in public, did another thing in private, to hell with him. But again, he, couldn't find any evidence that he was a hypocrite. Right. Okay.
1: I mean, there's an argument that anybody who kind of participates in the whole Baptist thing and yeah. does this kind of thing is hypocritical. But... But... But all I can do is judge what you are presenting. So, yeah, fine. Mm-hmm. He's...
0: It yeah. seemed, based on that article alone, because there was no evidence of hypocrisy, they look like, "Hey, we found a dude who dresses in drag. Let's LOL, just, LOL. yeah, let's just mock that, right? Because we get to poke fun at a guy who dresses in drag who right. didn't want people knowing that,
1: right? We can embarrass somebody, can which embarrass is important him to us for
0: dressing in drag." Um, we also get to attack trans people cause that's what he was pretending to be. Mm-hmm. And by the way, he's a Southern guy. He's like a good old boy. Yeah. So even better, um, like whatever his hobby is, it, again, I go back to where you were. Th- why is this my business? Why, am I talking about this? why are we talking about this? Um, so then I started digging a little more into this story because I, I'm looking for the hypocrisy. So I look at his church. Mm. Has his church ever said anything that we could find? I'm not watching every sermon from years. But no sermon I could find was anti-gay, explicitly so, based on titles. Uh They actually had uh, the church sign out front that it has a picture of it on Facebook. It says, First Baptist Church, all are welcome here. Hmm. It's like, well, a lot of churches say that. Right. But it's a bait and switch. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. All right. Then someone asked them on that picture, like in the comments, are you all an affirming church? And there's no answer. This is from seven years ago, affirming. by the way. Affirming. Affirming. Are you LGBTQ in, okay. affirming, right. or are you just saying all oh, are welcome? Sure. And there's no response to that question, okay. but there is one like on that comment. It's him. No, it's the First Baptist Church's oh. official account that liked the question, okay. which is suggests to, be to me a
1: really boring. Uh, oh, book just of wait. Encyclopedia just Brown. you wait.
0: But yeah. Oh, oh, that is what I was doing. <laughs> like the only like on that post, are you affirming? Yeah. Is the church itself, oh, which certainly God. suggests. They are. Is this
1: why you don't sleep? You're going down rabbit holes? Correct.
0: Oh, big rabbit hole here. So I was like, okay, that's a little strange, but he's still Baptist, right? Don't Baptist people think they're the worst? Well, Southern Baptists are definitely anti gay. Right. But guess what? The cooperative Baptist fellowship to which his church belongs, Mm. they're not the same thing. It's not that they're like super progressive. But members certainly support church-state separation. Really? Unlike the Southern Baptist Convention, the CBF, Cooperative Baptist Fellowship, they don't have some list of physicians everyone must adopt. They basically give member churches autonomy oh. to decide their own path forward, even on controversial issues.
1: Is this just a long story to get me to like some kind of church because it's working? Maybe.
0: I mean, listen, there are... Baptists who are explicitly in favor of church state separation. Of course, of course, of course. And this seems to be one of them. Like, there's nothing I could find that told me they were anti gay, anti drag, mm-hmm. anti trans. They do take advantages of resources from larger conservative Baptist groups for like vacation Bible school. Sure, sure, sure. But those are very explicitly, this is what the Bible said about Jesus right. and the gospel. So I could see why they might say, yeah, we'll take your textbook and right. your workbook. They also use those larger Baptist groups for missionary trips, Mm. which is not a culture war issue. That's just, we want to be Christian, whatever. But it's not right-wing propaganda, okay? So again, who cares what Copeland is doing in his free time? You do. I do, because I'm (laughs) looking for the hypocrisy. Uh So that's where I was at. I could not find any evidence. I don't know why that was a story on the right-wing website, and that is where I was at as of like last Friday morning mm. where I'm like, if this guy isn't a hypocrite, mm-hmm. why is this guy's life, his personal life, his private life being, you know, dragged through the mud? Because it sounds like you he, he has a hobby you don't like. That's is, where I was at with this.
1: Is this why when I saw your family on Saturday, they were like dad who we haven't had a dad around here in 20 years correct okay
0: here's where this story takes a crazy ass turn really cuz friday night okay this is 2 days after the article was published mm-hmm. after he gave his sermon after it started making the rounds uh and all the ways it was making the rounds is southern baptist well not southern baptist uh, but like a southern <laughs> baptist mayor gets exposed as a guy who pretends to be a trans woman online.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So you can see why that would get a lot of clicks on a lot of websites.
1: Right, but I... Okay.
0: So on Friday night, uh, I found out Bubba Copeland had taken his own life.
1: Fuck. Hammett. Jesus Christ.
0: Right. So apparently, a sheriff said they were asked to perform a welfare check on him that afternoon. Fuck. They go to find him... They don't find him in his house. They found him actually driving his truck and according to news sources a slow pursuit, car chase ensued and he pulled his car to the side of the road, stepped outside, made use of a handgun. Oh. Fuck. Yeah. Um that's kind of where this story ends. There Jesus there hasn't Christ. been anything his family's no one should ask them to speak about anything right now. Oh. Um but that's where this ended. And that means, and the story hasn't changed. That means two days after a right-wing website dragged this guy under the through the mud for, for dressing no and reason. drag for no reason, and he begged them not to publish the piece, which I do understand. Anyone saying don't publish this piece, of but they didn't have a legitimate news reason to publish the piece, and this is where it led Fuck. to. Jesus Christ! And there hasn't been a shred of evidence I have seen over the past week that suggested. He was a hypocrite. None. And that is the thing that has haunted me over the past week because this wasn't a hypocrite who got exposed and then can't deal with it. Mm. This is a right-wing hit job against a mayor who didn't do anything wrong. He just did something they didn't like because it involved drag. It involved cross-dressing. It involved pretending to be trans, but at least it did. I mean, in their mind, he wasn't denouncing trans people, and that's it. Like, this did not need to happen, and it did. Why? Because a right-wing, anti-gay journalist, in big quotes, because he's not, decided, I'm going to ruin this guy's life for no legitimate news reason whatsoever. That is it.
1: Jesus Christ! I mean, when we talk about when they talk about witch witch hunts, this is what a witch hunt looks like. A witch hunt isn't trying to find adult men who have abused children. A witch hunt Mm -hmm. is trying to shame somebody because they are different than you, and it scares you. And these are.
0: Fuck you me, can I'm imagine like... why this guy wanted to do this privately. Because think about the community the he grew he up in. Yep. He, you think about the people in his church, the community. Of course, they. this is not going to be a very accepting community. So he did this privately, got his kicks, and it was fine. Didn't hurt anybody. I would love to say this tragedy would lead to some soul searching among the people who jumped at the opportunity to ridicule the guy a week ago. I don't think they will. I haven't seen anything from the uh, guy who wrote that article. I haven't seen anything from the news, quote unquote, news outlet.
1: ashamed of himself. Yeah. Oh, there was no
0: reason for this to be a story. And I think back, um, you remember the website Gawker? Mm. Several years ago, they actually published a piece years ago uh, when it was still like an important site. Mm. They published an article basically outing the brother of an Obama administration official who was caught up in a sleazy, semi-sleazy sex scandal. Mm. And the question after they published it is, okay, he's a liar. He lied about stuff. Why do we care? Why do we care? Because he's just a random dude. He's not an administration official. And even if he was, unless, again, he's a hypocrite, why is this our business? Mm. And the backlash was so profound That hours after the story went up, the website's owner admitted, Yeah, there's no journalistic reason to post this. And they took it down, but the damage was done at that point. Mm. The point, I mean, the point here just because someone's a prominent figure, even locally, does not mean their private life deserves to be made public. There should be, if you're going to do that, there needs to be a good journalistic reason for it. And there wasn't one here. And the reporter, reporter, the guy who did the hit job on him, mm. he didn't think there he didn't justify a good reason. Any editor who works at that outlet didn't justify a reason to make this public. Like there was none. The only thing I have seen over the past week is that in this guy's erotica that he wrote, mm. he actually used the real names or places, which okay, you are right. That he shouldn't have done that. He should have fictionalized names when he was talking about fantasies. Oh
1: yeah, but that's... I mean yes.
0: But again, that's a, Jesus. yeah, you shouldn't do that. That's not a crime. That's just stupid behavior. That is not something to that needs to be exposed. That's more, I don't know. That's That doesn't justify anything that happened here.
1: Is it? Is it inappropriate to bring up gun control at this juncture? Huh. Because men are more, women are more likely to attempt suicide, but men are more likely to complete suicide because they tend to use guns and... One of the many reasons that maybe everybody shouldn't have ha- have a uh, a gun just sort of on their body at all times yeah. because we
0: make as much as I want to know decisions. what his Jesus, family is. This poor he had, man. He has a and wife. He back- has three kids. I don't know what any of them are going through right now. And
1: honestly, thinking back to that quote of, "I know I'm not an attractive man, and I'll mm. never be a beautiful." Like it just speaks to somebody who was did not love himself yeah doesn't it like who and this was his outlet the thing that made him feel good and better about himself is the thing that everybody used to drag him and it's i i don't know man the thing he
0: said in that sermon last wednesday is i'm thankful for the grace of god and the willingness to forgive Mm. i have nothing to be ashamed of and he's right he didn't but these assholes drove him to be ashamed of it, and I don't think he could cope with that. Thing. When we
1: talk about how the patriarchy harms men as much as it harms women, or in addition to harming women, this is the kind of thing that, that we talk about. This is what toxic masculinity looks like, is somebody is so disgusted by a person wearing what they perceive to be the wrong clothes that they drive a a person... I, I just I,
0: All the people who knew him who have spoken as a eulogy of him online are like, oh, I knew this guy growing up, nicest guy ever. I know him as a mayor. He's always been, like, in the community doing the work. Like, good guy.
1: Jesus Christ. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. And I I wonder if there was anyone... I don't know what the conversations were like in the days before or right after that article came out. Like, did anyone speak to him? About, what did they speak about? Did right. they let him know? Like, we don't care, dude, like have fun, whatever. Or were they like, yeah, it's embarrassing. What? I mean, I don't or know. Are they
1: keeping their distance because yeah. they want to let it blow over, but he needs, you need people yeah. when you're going
0: through Just a thing a like this horrible story. But Christ, also, I guess a wrong. reminder to all of us, myself included that, yeah, just because someone fits the stereotype when you know a couple facts about them, yeah. you dig deeper, it's like, nope, that was not necessarily true of this guy. And listen, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he was a hypocrite, but I haven't found any piece of evidence to back that up. <sighs> not yet. Last weekend, I had my in-laws over, and we needed to make dinner in a crunch. Instead of ordering out, we did something even easier thanks to Box. We were able to grab just what we needed and exactly how much we needed from the freezer. After that, everything else was a breeze. You too can skip the grocery store knowing you have the food you trust and the food you chose in your freezer. I know that might sound strange coming from me since I'm vegetarian, but they have a high-quality veggie burger that I absolutely love. They have options for pescatarians too. And if you eat everything, that's also okay. The food from ButcherBox is high quality, grass-fed, and free-range. Have peace of mind knowing there are no antibiotics or added hormones. Sign up at butcherbox.com friendly and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash Friendly and use code Friendly to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Fuck. All right. I'm going to move on to a different story. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Mike Johnson some more. Our Speaker of the House. Mm -hmm. At least this one's amusing. Oh, boy. Uh... Over the weekend, last weekend, there was an old video that started to go viral. They actually found it a couple weeks ago. But Speaker of the House Mike Johnson was talking about the accountability techniques he and his son use to avoid watching adult content online. As Rolling Stone put it, Johnson admitted they, quote, monitor each other's porn intake. That was Rolling Stone's headline. Um, Basically, here's what happened. In October of 2022, at a Baptist church, like, the bad Baptist churches, in Louisiana, there was a panel on the war on technology. Johnson was a congressman at the time, Mm -hmm. not the Speaker of the House, but he was speaking about how he installed software on his computer called Covenant Eyes in order to maintain accountability, and he told everyone in the audience they should do the same. Basically, he said, uh, I'm going to quote here, I'm not playing the full clip because it took a long time, Covenant Eyes, he said, scans all the activity on your phone, on your devices, your laptop, what uh, what have you. We do all of it. It sends a report to your accountability partner. My accountability partner right now is Jack, my son. He's 17. Oh,
1: so, no! So he
0: and I get a report about all the things that are on our phones, all of our devices, once a week. If anything objectionable comes up, your accountability partner gets an immediate notice. I'm proud to tell you... My son has got a clean slate.
1: Do they forget that porn mags exist? Oh, yeah. Like, they...
0: Oh, it gets worse than that. But, like, nothing... I mean, first of all, nothing bonds a father and son. Like, knowing what porn the other one watches... Okay,
1: okay, 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 okay. Here's the thing that I never want to think about is the kind of pornography people in my immediate family watch. (laughs) That's the thing that I don't need to know about anybody in my immediate family. Yep. Um, Nor do I feel like any amount of pornography they watch is in any way my business. Correct. I am deeply uncomfortable comfortable with this and it's not because I'm a prude it's because this is fucking creepy
0: yep oh late night also late wait, night comedy shows had a field day oh, be- with like, this one
1: listen i i've never been a 17 year old boy god knows <laughs> But I gotta feel like you can jerk it without looking at porn when you're 17, right? right I like, promise
0: you there's nothing more creative
1: Like a than- stiff breeze, and you're like, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> like, is this anti-porn or is it anti-masturbation, I guess is my first question. What, what's your... What's your
0: v- is anti-porn, but Christianity writ large, white evangelicals are yeah. anti-masturbation in general, that if you're doing anything like that, you are lusting after someone who's not your wife because you haven't met your wife because you're not 17 or 18 yet.
1: I just, I guess I'm just confused, as usual, about what the end goal of oh, this Oh, the end goal is, is you're not allowed to watch
0: porn, and if you know, somebody's going to know but about are, it. But
1: are they marrying it to masturbation? Yes. Or is it just like, no porn, we're not going to talk about the rest of it? No, it's, or is it's it... all part
0: of the same thing. Lust is then bad. Then why? And the easiest way for a child or to... a grown-ass man to lust is by watching porn online, and they're like, well, if you're going to do it, and God isn't enough of a deterrent, then we're going to send the report to your accountability partner who apparently is going to see like, oh, Jess is watching it again. I'll call her up and be like, Jess, stop it.
1: Oh, my God. One time uh, when I was checking out of Vegas, a woman was like, and then this movie last night. I was like, you don't have to say that, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am, you don't. we know. We both know what's happening here. Right. Like, I don't want to talk to you about this. Right.
0: By the way, here's how bad the church reacted to all of this the full sermon had been available on YouTube for over a year because it was live streamed, and then they just kept it up on YouTube. Church took down the whole video, which if you're worried people are going to take, mike johnson's words out of context then leave the full video up what are you doing yeah they also deleted a facebook link. they don't
1: really believe that context matters it's just the only thing they can think of (laughs) yep
0: they deleted a facebook link about it mike johnson had an old post on facebook with a referral link to covenant eyes like you can get a discount and i get a kickback if you use this link which is fine and legal but he deleted that post too um And, like, here's the thing. If you're a parent, I totally do understand that you might be curious about what your kids are looking up online because you don't want them to go to shady websites. Yeah, And I guess that also includes, like, yeah, if my kid is looking at porn, I would be disturbed by it in Uh, some parents' minds, and I don't want them doing it. When they're 17, that's... It's weird, right? It is weird. But I do kind of understand that aspect of it. Yeah. But hover... Like... Telling your kid, oh, if, you, if your kid said, I keep a diary and I lock it up, like they have the little lock on mm. it with a key and you're like, well, I'm going to go into your room every night and read it. I think a lot of people would say it's an invasion of their privacy. They need some space away from you to grow up. have Ooh, these I thoughts, don't think whatever. that's necessarily
1: the same thing as browsing online, though. I think yeah. writing your inner thoughts is a really different activity mm. than like, perusing okay. the internet, I would argue. Fine.
0: But like, yeah, checking I'm your not, kids' Browder history. Yeah,
1: I'm not pro-monitoring like <laughs> everything. I'm just, I'm keeping you honest, Hannah. Sure. Somebody has to. But hear. here's the
0: thing. A couple things to know about Covenant Eyes. Like the focus it's in so the Mike creepy. Johnson. Covenant
1: yeah. Eyes is the worst name they could have picked. It's so dystopian. Yeah. It
0: also comes after Mike Johnson, we talked about this last week, has a covenant marriage that binds them together even if they wanted to separate. Oh yeah, remember? they love that He name. loves that word. Ooh, I,
1: I have a song. Covenant eyes are watching. Do you know that song? Nope. Somebody's eyes are watching. So some- nice. Covenant I, I- Guys, Someone this is for free. It. No, I need to get a clean take. Covenant eyes are watching. Covenant eyes are seeing you, loving you. Because you're masturbating.
0: Lovely. Clip that, share it. So- people say
1: they like when I sing. And by people, I mean two people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and by so two the people, thing. I
1: mean one is somebody I know personally. The problem with
0: covenant eyes, there's a lot of them. I'm going to go through some of them.
1: Oh, oh we have to go through the do. problems? We don't just understand them intrinsically? That is correct. Okay.
0: Because the problem with Covenant Eye is one of them, is that the people who use it, it's not that they just want like a red flag to go up when someone watches porn. Mm. It's that it also includes any sites that might be questionable. So what if a kid is trying to make sense of his or her same-sex attractions? Mm-hmm. Forget porn, because any visit to a website affirming your sexual orientation could be seen by the software as a red flag. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wired last year published an article in which one woman said she was forced to talk to her mother and pastor after similar software revealed she had, quote, wikipedia would an article about atheism. Mm. They were like, "Uh uh-oh, can't be doing that. She had to have a meeting about it. Same article focused on a church that used that type of app, To spy on pretty much everything their staff did online. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, including one employee's, quote, Amazon purchases, articles he read, and even which friends' accounts he looked at on Instagram.
1: Did he buy anything cool? I
0: don't know. Like,
1: uh, did, did they, like, they're stalking their employees. Are yeah. they at least finding some wrongdoing or they're just like, yep, oh, yep, We Brad. don't know.
0: We don't know. <laughs> Brad
1: needs more razors again. <laughs> but
0: that's what pastors are doing during their week. Let oh, me see what they're up to. Oh, God. Despite, like, the That would be d-
1: really fun, though. If I'm being honest, like, I wouldn't do it. But if I had <laughs> If no, had
0: the power to I know what everyone If I had power and was. no
1: morals the way pastors yes. do, I would 12,000% look at everything everyone is looking sure. at.
0: Sure. Covenant Eyes, by the way, has been... I'm
1: coming for the incognito mode, motherfuckers. You can't hide.
0: Last week, or last year when that Wire article came out, they said Covenant Eyes had been downloaded over 100,000 times. It's very popular in Christian circles. And like, here's the thing. It is one thing to me. If you believe you have a problem or an actual addiction and you want someone else to hold you accountable, Mm -hmm. you know what? Fine, this app works in those situations, and it's not a unique premise. like someone with alcohol addiction yeah. might have an accountability partner and say, "I have a craving right now. let me call up my accountability partner." Mm-hmm. But if your church thinks you need a nanny because you're curious about atheism or sex or anything else, you belong to a cult yes and okay, a couple other things in all of this is in line with everything we know about Mike Johnson, and that's creepy enough as mm-hmm. is.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot what we're talking people, about the
0: speaker of the House of the United yes. States,
1: third line to the presidency. Yes. My dude people, cannot not look at porn, apparently, <laughs> but he wants the access to the buttons. Yeah,
0: people pointed out, you know, this shows you how weird white evangelicals are when it comes to purity.
1: I think it shows how weak men are, frankly. And,
0: oh, we're getting there. Oh, it good. shows how Republicans have again failed the quote normal person challenge. <laughs> 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 One person. I've never. Thought- <laughs> is that a thing people say? Because that's his... Stare. I mean, isn't that the criticism against Ron DeSantis? Like, just smile like a human. Nope, nope, he can't do uh, it.
1: My God, my friend sent me another fucking picture of him doing the slow smile. It makes me so <laughs> mad when she does that. Because
0: there's so many to choose. So for. many. Um, it also raised a concern about how white evangelicals insist men need to be protected from themselves, which is what they're doing here, mm. but also that often leads to them blaming women... For what the men do. Because there's no oh, shortage of say. stories in which pastors respond to an allegation of sexual assault with the proverbial, like, whoa, what was she wearing? But a couple things, I think anyone listening to this story, beyond the jokes, which are all there, a mm. couple things everyone should be aware of. And you should bring this up if this comes up in conversation. One, Covenant and I's isn't even good at what it says it's supposed to do. Really? Because you remember Joshua Duggar. Oh. Right? During that trial where he was uh, later sentenced over 12 years in prison for downloading and possessing illicit images of child sexual abuse, one of the things that came out during the trial is that Covenant Eyes was installed on his computer and phone. And everything. Yeah, I guess that's the other thing is
1: like, if you install something on your computer, you can surely uninstall it. Well,
0: that's it. what we learned. We've learned that Josh Duggar found a workaround. He installed a Linux partition that basically allowed him to use his computer in a way that wasn't seen by Covenant eyes. The software didn't just catch what he was watching on some born site. It didn't catch the illegal stuff he wow. was watching. Cool. And that's before we get into the potential security concerns that if you are using Covenant Eyes, that means your browsing history and what you're watching and reading is being sent to some third-party server somewhere okay. so that we know if there should be a red flag to go to the accountability partner. Should we be troubled, like, but her emails, should we be troubled by the fact that the Speaker of the House is doing stuff online, oh. and some third party somewhere is well aware of what he's doing on his computer at all times. That seems like a security threat huh. to the country right now. Sure does. Maybe. I don't know.
1: Huh. So Didn't that's the think thing. That. Covenant
0: eyes is not effective. Mm. It may not even be safe for what a speaker of the house might need to use his computer for. So that's one thing. Second thing. I do get okay. why if the son has this stuff installed, his dad might be his accountability partner because the last person you want knowing what you're searching online is your dad. Uh, I get that. It is messed up, though, that Mike Johnson's accountability partner is not a pastor or a church elder. Not it's even his, an adult. It's his child. Yeah, huh? The congressman makes it sound like the mutual oversight there was a way to show he's practicing Sir, what he's preaching. Sir, you're the majority figure. Yeah. Like, if Johnson was looking at adult websites. The software telling his son what he's watching could be traumatizing.
1: Yeah, like
0: don't send that to your kid. That burden should not be on a child. Mm-hmm. So that's messed up, and no one seems to care about. Yeah, that a kid should not
1: be in charge of an adult's accountability. This is very. What was she wearing? If I'm being uh-huh. honest, like it's all of a piece of like. Uh, yeah, ew, why okay. Are, why are guys so interested in what teenagers watch? As poor, like teenagers are gross. I mean, like, Republicans right now
0: are like, oh, it does your kid say they are trans, I need to look at their genitalia. Let me let me find Some out everything about creeps. it. That's what Republicans want to do right now. Mm. Okay, and here's the other thing. Mm. While the clip that we've all seen of Johnson talking about Covenant Eyes is getting all the headlines... The thing he said after that, which is in some clips, but not all of them, I thought was even more damning. Okay. Because after he talked about his son having a clean slate, Gris, which is creepy. Gross. Uh, he actually said the software had sent him a blurred picture that his son had been caught looking at on his computer. Uh-oh. And it was marked as questionable and sent to Mike Johnson. So Mike Johnson can now say, like, well, what was my son looking at? I can click on the blurred picture and see the actual image of what he was looking at and he he joked about this but he talked about this he said i clicked on the image to unblur it and it was and the reason it was blurred and sent to him is because it was two women on the computer screen what he found ha ha ha, is that it was like a zoom call basically and his son was chatting with two women online and here's what he said quote it's two middle-aged teachers talking my son was in the boseur youth leadership thing so he was having a dialogue as a group, with these women. But it caught it, because here's two women talking to my son, right? So he's having a Zoom meeting about, like, teaching. And the Zoom meeting involves two females.
1: And he's like, LOL, only two women can be together if there's sex involved.
0: I think the Covenant Eye software sees a Zoom screen with two women, and it just assumes something bad is happening, to the point where it sent Daddy... A link with a blurred picture of the Zoom call, saying, "I don't know. This looks shady. Mm. You may want to look into this." And that's the thing. Like, and he's this... like,
1: "Clickaroo, can't wait!"
0: <laughs> right? Like, instead of concluding, "Wow, this program wrongly jumps on false <laughs> positives here," he used that as a, as an example of how good the software is.
1: Hey, maybe any software that flags two women just being in a virtual space together Talking as pornography. With Maybe only boys coded that. Maybe. Maybe you think?
0: You think maybe? This is the same problem that plagued Mike Pence when it came to like the quote-unquote Billy Graham rule. Like the men said, we avoid being alone with a woman who's not our wife. Because the optics might be bad or because, because it might Because we don't believe
1: that women are whole human beings in their own right and And only we don't, don't trust that we can keep it in our pants. Yeah,
0: we, it could lead to infidelity. We oh want to my avoid God. false allegations. And my thoughts,
1: what if I think about her boobies? What am I supposed right. to do then? I'm just supposed to go back home to my wife after thinking about somebody else's boobies?
0: Right. And they ignore the fact that powerful men refusing to be alone with women in a professional capacity actually hurts women who work hard to attain those positions of power as well they treated working relationships like personal ones implying that sex was always a possibility sure. which is bad on their end
1: well women are very slutty famously and
0: so mike johnson's son and are
1: always trying to get it. that mike pence D.
0: oh always mike johnson's son was literally talking with two women in a professional capacity the software was programmed to think something improper might be happening what lesson does that teach the son you are better off avoiding these situations even if they're appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know how you do that? Just work with other men. That's mm-hmm. the solution to everything. That's why the, so- the software is so laughable. Not yeah. that there are ways to just get around the Which, thing that it's supposed to do like it did for Josh there are. It It literally creates new problems where none are present. Mm. So the Christians who use Covenant Eyes think they need to be babysat because they might use the internet like everyone else. But it shows you how controlling and harmful a Christian environment like Mike Johnson's can be. And now just imagine if Republicans win the Senate, if they keep the house, if Trump wins in 2024, what's stopping Mike Johnson and his other creepy Republicans from trying to make this the environment for all of us where uh, they're not going to install covenant eyes everywhere, but they might say like, we will uh, find a way to create a way That allows parents to monitor what their kids are doing in the name Mm. of public safety or something like that. Or
1: we might pass laws that a man and a woman can't be in a room alone together without a chaperone. And then we can excuse not having women on whatever meetings because there's no chaperone. And what are we supposed to do? Just not fuck you? I don't know. I am worrying about the nukes, I guess. I think men are bad. How's that? Understood. All right.
0: All right. Uh, let me talk about something that's less serious for like a brief moment. Okay. We'll have a little respite, but it's still disturbing. Remember Sean Foyt? No. Sean Foyt is the Christian nationalist and COVID super spreader. Not narrowing uh, it down. He's a Christian singer. During COVID, he went around saying, we're going to hold giant concerts.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Come to my
0: concerts. Forget any restrictions on space. Uh-huh. Don't wear a face mask. Just come. Let's spread COVID and yeah. love Jesus. Um. That guy's still around. he's still doing this. He's a bad dude.
1: Huh. He unlike other men.
0: I know. In June, yeah. this guy posted uh, on social media. He, it was a picture of his car with the back window. Like, broken. Ooh. And he posted the thing that said, our car was broken into and my guitar stolen oh. from downtown Spokane last night. That's so good. And he's like, it was my 67 Gallagher. That was a gift from a musician named Ray Hughes. Irreplaceable. Pray for justice. Pray for our family. Pray against these constant attacks. Okay. So, okay. If his car was broken constant into. Constant attacks. Uh, everything is an attack if you sure. criticize this guy.
1: They broke his back window?
0: Back window. Did a to get truck? the. a uh, It's like an SUV. And the guitar case was in the oh, trunk. Oh, gotcha! So I was someone, imagining a sedan. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Broke into the back seat, back window. Yeah. Got the guitar, left with it. So let's assume that's true. Sure.
1: Okay. That sucks. That's yeah. awful.
0: I I hope they find the guy who did this. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: We are anti-robbery here at Friendly anti- Atheists. Ro- We're yes. very brave.
0: So he was right to be upset about it. I get yeah. that. Forget the God talk. He's right to be upset about it. And then a few days later, he posted. It's a Sunday miracle. I got my guitar back. Oh, that's good. It was turned in this morning after being stolen from my car five days ago. Thank you for praying. We're going to celebrate today in Oceanside. God restores. And he held up a picture of the guitar. Um, What he said in the comments to that post, uh, this is, how, how did you find it? Someone yeah, what asked. happened? He responded, it was traded in for dope, then wound up in a pawn shop, and my buddy bought it back for me. That's what he said in the comments. Which traded
1: for do- fine. Like,
0: I guess the story is someone stole his guitar, needed money for drugs, mm-hmm. made a pawn shop deal, got the money, they got their drugs. I don't know a lot of whatever. people
1: who are breaking into cars for weed, but go on.
0: Yeah. Um. So apparently, one of his friends. You could just go to your dirtbag friend from high school. He'll have think, weed for you. you. Would think. So. Okay. Coincidences, lots of them. How did your friend just magically wander into a pawn shop, saw your guitar? I guess he was
1: looking for it. You start looking in pawn shops. Like it's listen, this is definitely like ringing a few like bells, but so far it's not egregious.
0: So it's weird. And then a couple weeks later, now we're in July of this year.
1: And the guitar multiplied.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A <laughs> couple of weeks later, Foyt posts another update to the story. Didn't know there was one that was needed, but there you go. Guitar still exists. I know. The Foyt said, breaking news with the alarm emoji, whatever. Oh Man who stole my guitar gets wrecked by God's love. And he's talking about a guy named Dean who works for Sean Foyt's ministry. Gets wrecked? That's a weird phrase, but there you go. He said Dean, a guy in his ministry, was doing street ministry when he ran into Zach, who confessed to breaking into my car and stealing my guitar. Dean began showing videos of me leading worship, and Zach began to repent and ask forgiveness. Oh, see, this is
1: a lie, though. The thing about this is that it didn't happen. That's my favorite part about this story. Do you know
0: that? Do you know that's true? Yeah. Well.
1: I do. I feel extraordinarily confident that nobody walked up to a man preaching on the street and said, Oh my God, I heard the word of God. <laughs> I stole your friend's guitar out of his car. And I know that for reasons yeah. that you're his friend. And I am so moved by the spirit of Jesus that, was- that I am going to confess to you in public of a thing that I did, even though I do not have the guitar anymore, right. nor am I up. Uh, wh- okay. Whatever.
0: So- that was July 6th. Uh-huh. And on August 20th... Th- that thing that
1: didn't happen? Did not that... happen on July 6th? Correct. Good to know. I'll, I'll August... mark that in my not calendar. Uh-huh.
0: August 20th, Sean Foyt posts another update. Lie. All caps. The guy who stole my guitar just gave his life to Jesus. With four exclamation points. Then he said, he's getting baptized right now. He's came and surprised me in front of 7,000 people. God writes the best stories. He came
1: He came and surprised me. To the concert. 7,000 people. So this dude just like bought a ticket to the concert.
0: With the money he has. With the, all the money he has unhoused. that he
1: sold the, the guitar for he the dope. Another, he yeah, sold, another sold another
0: <laughs> guitar to get money to go to the he's Sean Point concert. He's stealing guitars to make
1: his way across the right. country. Uh, he walked into this concert, 7,000-person concert, which is big. Which is big. Big. Walked, what, up to the stage or walked backstage or like up to like, on up the to stage? His, there is video. Just up onto the stage. There was video
0: of Zach, the dude and on stage. And security was
1: like, sure, sure, sure. This guy's clearly been touched by Jesus. So mm-hmm. uh, we're all surprised here, mm-hmm. here at this concert. And Everybody here is, is surprised by this surprise. There
0: is video of that guy, Zach, on stage. Yeah. He doesn't say anything. They don't give him the mic or anything, but they say he's saved. And then there is part of a video of Zach getting baptized.
1: Okay, but the thing is, why is he, li- why, why the lie? That's my question. Well,
0: is it a lie? It
1: it yeah. is a lie. It is a lie to say that this man showed up at your concert unexpected and we baptized him. That is a lie. Nobody uh-huh. can deny to me that that is a lie. Because the logistics alone, they just happen... They always have a kiddie pool around in case for an emergency <laughs> baptism. Like, what the they fuck do. are you saying they, to me?
0: They absolutely do. That's it, disgusting. Sean Foyt, I'm going to make you come around here to look at this picture. Uh, because days after that happened, here, where was Sean Foyt? There he is. Uh-huh. He has beautiful hair. Uh-huh. Oh, don't don't compliment his hair. Uh, But... Where did he appear? I
1: respect a dude with curly hair who clearly knows how to take care of it. Most dudes with curly hair just brush it out like lunatics. Where was
0: he in that picture? Fox News. He was on Fox News with the Chiron Thief Gets Baptized at Worship Singers event. Wait,
1: is this the worship singer that I saw or the thief? This
0: is Sean Foyt's event. Thief gets baptized. Thief. Oh, thief. Thief. Yeah, so look, here's the thing. Yeah. You're right to have all the red flags raised, but Mm -hmm. also, what are you gonna like, how do you disprove that this happened. This is like watching um, a Hallmark
1: movie and trying to be like that wouldn't happen. Like, yeah, we all know. We're all watching the same bullshit. Well, he knows. Everybody knows. The thing is, everybody knows he's lying, right? Everybody, <laughs> nobody, nobody in their right mind, genuinely in their heart of hearts, believes that a unhoused person showed up at a concert of
0: very Phil Collins of an, in the air. Oh earth. my god!
1: Uh, oh, I love Phil Collins so much. He's not doing in the well thing
0: Um. Know.
1: No, this is, nobody, nobody believes this unless they also genuinely believe that, like, Mickey Mouse loves them.
0: Sure. So, Aaron Hedge, who is a reporter with Range Media, I'm not familiar Aaron with, with the two outlet. A's or Aaron with an E? Aaron with two A's. Okay. Uh, with Range Media, uh, legit news outlet, I wasn't familiar with it, but he published a very long article okay. about this whole ordeal. Yeah. And he actually did the work.
1: Yeah, boy. So.
0: Basically, he got in touch with Zach. <gasps> Let's go. Yeah. It I turned out Zach. It wasn't hard to find him because he's well known in that community as an unhoused person who is there all the time. Uh-huh. People knew who this guy was. Okay. Um, and the basic thing is uh we what Aaron Hedge was trying to figure out is what here is real. Is it real? Mm. If it's not real, what's not? Mm-hmm. Let's figure this out. And he spent quite a bit of time with uh, Zach Williams trying to figure out what the real story was. Wow. So for starters, yes, Williams admits he stole the guitar. That is true. Mm-hmm. Williams is 33 years old. Mm-hmm. He lives on the streets of Spokane. He's done. He's lived there for decades, unfortunately. God, Spokane's got to be rough. Yeah. And he, he said he's trying to find work so he can get his life in order, mm-hmm. um, but he admitted like theft is kind of the easiest way for me to get what I need to survive.
1: Yeah, everybody knows that.
0: <laughs> there are local laws that say panhandling is not allowed. It could land him in jail. He's trying to avoid jail and stealing and getting away with it is actually easier than panhandling and asking for money because hmm. you can't.
1: Wow, it's so weird know, that uh, being up. an unhoused person, it's like all of the cards are stacked against you and there's really no way you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps yeah. because if you don't have a permanent uh, actually, address, you can't get a job he usually. He actually so.
0: said <laughs> the, he finally got an ID from the government Ugh, and yeah. that will allow him, theoretically, to get a job. And he he actually said this thing is like, he I guess he's dating someone has a mm-hmm. girlfriend according to him mm-hmm. uh, and the, he's like i need to get my life in order if i can get a place then she's gonna come and live with me mm-hmm. and like that's the situation he's in it's not great but also that's the reality of the situation mm-hmm. so he said when he saw a guitar case in the back of a vehicle one day he figured he could steal it and sell it
1: mm-hmm.
0: but that's not what he did oh what he said is before he could take the guitar to a pawn shop that evangelist, Dean, his name is Dean McCarty, he is a member of a local church that does preach to homeless people. Mm. He said...
1: And is Dean associated with a musician, or is this is a Dean is, just a third is connected to a
0: church that does work with Sean Foyt. Okay. So they're in the same circles. Okay. So Dean is a member of a church that works with the unhoused people. He actually heard about the guitar thing, and he's like, I feel like I might know who's behind this. Uh, or at uh-huh. least, if, sure. if it's not Zach, he probably knows. Right. He tracked Williams down... And he knew Williams personally, so mm. this Dean guy tracked Williams down, and according to the article, McCarty quickly tracked Williams down and convinced him to give the guitar back for a reward of $110. Okay. Williams agreed to that trade, even though selling it to a pawn shop would have been more lucrative for him. Sure. And he said, the reason I gave it back to Dean is, quote, I thought it would be the right thing to do. I thought it would be the right thing. Yes,
1: yeah, so it's almost like people who steal to survive aren't necessarily inherently bad people. Yeah. It's like these people have never seen Aladdin.
0: <laughs> yes. So, why did Foyt and say the guitar was found at a pawn shop? Well, the reporter spoke... Because
1: he's, he's trying to impress a princess and pretend he's yes. a prince so he can marry her.
0: her. Uh, Aaron Hedge, the reporter, spoke to Dean McCarty, the evangelist. Really? And he said, we actually texted Sean Foyt and said... The guitar was not found in a pawn shop. Like, texted him. It wasn't in a pawn shop, dude. We saw your, like, Instagram page. It wasn't so in a pawn shop. So his internal
1: crew is calling him out, yeah. too.
0: And they said, Foyt acknowledged the mistake, but still repeated the, the lie. The
1: mistake or the yeah, lie? Yeah, or the lie.
0: I don't know. They are like, maybe he just saw the words pawn shop and not the not before. It's like how Christians see the Constitution and they say religious tests for public office. Must be a yes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they don't yeah. see the no. The no in front it, right? of it, sure. So anyway. Weeks later, Foyt's doing a concert in the area. He asked Dean McCarty's church, Hey, can you find that homeless guy? Can you find uh, Dean? What? He's using a human
1: as a prop? That's so weird. So
0: Dean McCarty went to work finding Williams again. And he did. And Dean McCarty said, Would you show up at the concert... And Zach said, "Yeah, I guess. I mean, you're you're telling me go to. I'm assuming like you want me to go inside a warm space. Oh, for I'm a sure they're going to pay him
1: too for his time. They- oh
0: no, what? No, they didn't pay him for his time. They
1: must have. Why? What? Okay, whatever. Uh, anyway, here's, Christ the, Christ here's the here's the article. People
0: speaking to range. This is the media outlet. Williams denied having converted, saying definitely not. Huh. He also said being on stage was unpleasant. Quote: It kind of made me feel like I was being showboated." I didn't know the dude. I don't like being touched by people, especially if I don't know them. It's just weird. Yeah. So all their hands were on him for prayer. Oh,
1: of course. It sounds miserable. I don't like people uh, touching me either.
0: Dean Williams, the evangelist, mm. Williams said the group then asked if Zach, uh, if he would get baptized, the Christian ritual. Okay. You know what baptism is. Oh, thank and you. And according to the homeless person, uh, uh
1: They really explain what baptism sorry, the, is The in article.
0: This? the article did. That's
1: hysterical. Yeah.
0: And uh, Zach says, "I'm like, no, I don't want to get baptized right now." William said they replied, "Oh, come on, man, you gotta get baptized." William said he Just again. Like Jesus re- did. Yeah. William said he again refused, but that they continued to pressure him. Quote. And they kept on doing it for like 15, 20 minutes, begging me to get baptized. And I'm like, fuck. Okay, let's go do it. Yeah,
1: buddy. I love this guy. Yeah. I want to be his Williams friend. Williams
0: didn't realize his reluctant dunk into ice cold water was being filmed so that it could, he could then be exploited by Foyt's ministry. Right. Needless to say. Well, he was
1: already being exploited. you yes. to exploit him further.
0: Needless to say, he did not accept Jesus. He didn't then. He doesn't now. He's got more pressing issues to deal with. Sure. Um, He did refer to what Foyt did as creepy. And actually, (laughs) even McCarty, the guy who was like the conduit for all this, he correctly suspected that Williams did not accept Jesus on the stage, and he criticized Foyt for exaggerating the tale. Quote, you're stretching it to make a story, and you're full of crap, McCarty said, pretending he was speaking to Foyt. We don't need to make a show of this deal. And the thing is, that video of him getting baptized of uh, Zach getting baptized, mm-hmm. that went viral on social media. Zach has no idea that he's been the poster boy no, for this ministry for, for months now. The morning, huh. this is also from the article, the morning after he allowed himself to be pulled on stage, photographed, videotaped, and eventually submerged in water, William says, mm-hmm. he woke up back on the street in an area he has spent countless hours in the past in the last few years. Mm-hmm near the City Gate Fellowship, a church for unhoused people. Mm. So there is a church that actually is working to help them, yeah. which is very nice. But like, it's not like Foyt's ministry was there saying, hey, now that you did us this favor, let's do you a solid and help you. Nope. Not even like
1: put them up in a hotel nope, for a night. Nope, nothing, Just- nothing. So long. Good luck.
0: Mm-hmm. So anyway,
1: but they uh, don't even say good luck.
0: Yeah. Kudos to Aaron Hedge for getting to the bottom of a story. Yeah, shit, That, that, that is has exaggerated journalism. Not the first time a Christian grifter was caught in a lie, but it tells you how despicable Foyt is.
1: And I, I beyond think beyond
0: all the other reasons. Uh,
1: truly. And I think, you know, if we watch the quote unquote fallout of this, we will learn that once again, there will be no consequences. I, oh, I'm no. Sure. Like,
0: Foyt didn't commit a crime. He's just an but- asshole. And that's the uh, well, thing. There's consequences no don't
1: necessarily denote a crime. Consequences, right. if you're a dick, sometimes bad shit should happen to you. And it doesn't sound like anybody in his circle is taking it far enough to be like, um, no, I'm gonna step away. Just like, hey dude, you were a dick. I'm gonna keep following you and making money off you and riding those ch- those uh coattails. But right. for the record,
0: dick. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna go to a different story.
1: Is it a good story or a bad story? Oh,
0: what do you think? Okay. I'll start with the worst part. Of it.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. In
0: 2010. Let's do it. We may, have, we may have talked about this a while ago. In 2010, in we did 2010, not have a podcast in 2010. In an Arizona man named Paul Adams, he confessed to his Mormon bishop, whose name is John Herod. I'm only telling you these names because they're relevant. Paul Adams confesses to his bishop, John Herod, that he is molesting his five-year-old daughter.
1: Okay. This sounds familiar.
0: Uh-huh. What did Herod do? Because again, bishops in the Mormon Church—they're like everyday lay people. They're just randos. They don't go to seminary. They're just like it's your plumber, and he happens to be a bishop, so he doesn't know what to do. So what does he would do? I like
1: you describing that. As such. That's <laughs> the
0: accurate description. So what does he do? He's like, oh shit, what do I do with this information? Yeah. So he calls Mormon customer service. There is a hotline. Yep, there is a hotline for bishops. Okay. It's called the help line. He calls the help line. He's like, oh, uh, you guys, I just got a confession about abuse. What do I do? And the Mormon lawyers who answer the phones are like, the answer is nothing. nothing. Don't tell the police. Don't tell local child welfare officials. Nothing. So Herod basically told nobody. He did inform another bishop about the situation, and he also brought in Adams and his wife for some counseling so maybe thinking like, well, if I tell them not to molest the kid, maybe the wife will keep an eye on him.
1: Oh, definitely. The, the, the reason he's molesting his five-year-old mm. daughter is because he doesn't realize it's wrong and needs uh-huh. to be told, not, right. you know, because he's a monster. But
0: they did not tell law enforcement. So guess what happened next?
1: He continued to uh, molest his daughter.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it, it's, it's so much he worse. He had more
1: children, molested them all.
0: From an article, Adams continued to molest his daughter, cool. and later, after her birth in 2015, his infant daughter- she was 6 months old at the time. Jesus fucking. Wait, it gets worse. I'm sorry. He made videos of the encounters no, he did and not. posted them on pornographic websites. You're fucking kidding me. Which were eventually discovered by Interpol, reported to his employer, US Customs and Border Protection, and then led to criminal charges. Okay. So there were two... Fucking
1: Interpol had to get involved.
0: I believe the story is that someone in New Zealand uh, discovered a man who was viewing the videos and they caught him. Mm. And then they're trying to figure out who is the victim in this video. Sure. And they found a way to trace it back to this dude.
1: Oh, because some places in the world they care about children?
0: Uh Uh-huh. Interesting. But the thing is, so both of those girls and their Mm -hmm. three other siblings, because Mormon... They were eventually adopted, albeit by separate families. That's awful. Oh, but good. Like, we I hope they're separated okay. the children. Yeah. That's
1: great for their yeah. mental yeah. I don't health. Know good what, job, I, Dad. You're fucking nailing it. I don't
0: know what is happening with them. None of my business at this point. But also, I hope they're okay. Okay, the wife.
1: <sighs> they're not okay. Yeah.
0: The wife was later indicted on 12 criminal counts. Adams was indicted on 11 counts of child sexual abuse, but hanged himself in prison in 2017 while awaiting trial. Cool. Okay, so that's where we were at with that story. Mm. Here's the update. Well, a few years ago, and maybe this is when we talked about it, a few years ago...
1: Can I just say one uh, thing? Sorry about yeah. the suicide of it all. Of It just shows us that this guy knew that what he was doing was wrong, enough that he confessed to a priest, and he ended up taking his own life not because he couldn't control himself and was harming his daughters. He killed himself because he was going to finally see consequences of it. And I just think we should all sit with that and understand that for him, the worst case scenario is him getting punished for a thing he did, not being a person who molests his daughters, knowing that it is wildly inappropriate. Correct. Anyway, just want to make sure we have that out there.
0: And that also means those girls could not get justice in any meaningful way, because what are you going to do now with the parents? Like, yeah. So a few years ago, and again, I think this is when we talked about it, three of those children, I don't know which of the five, Mm. three of the children sued the Mormon church, including some of those officials. Yeah. Basically, they said, you knew this was happening And you didn't do anything to stop it, and because of that, this all continued. Correct. Their attorney actually summed it up in her legal complaint. This case involves horrible sexual, physical, and emotional abuse of children Mm. between the ages of six weeks... Did I say months before? You said six six months
1: before. Sorry. Six Six weeks? weeks!
0: And 12 years old. That went on for seven years. The biological father of these victims made videos of his rapes, and now these videos are everywhere on the World Wide Web. The perpetrator admitted his abuse and crimes to his Mormon church and received counseling for his crimes. The Mormon church leaders knew about the abuse, and yet no one reported these crimes to the authorities. The Mormon church leaders gave guidance and care to these children for seven years, sat next to them in church, and allowed these vicious crimes to continue. That was her complaint.
1: despicable. Awful. It's fucking disgusting. Disgusting. These people are criminals. So
0: here's the update to the story that just took place this week. Maybe you saw the headlines. The but Mormon this is...
1: church is shut down and they sold off <laughs> all of their real estate assets and gave it to those five kids.
0: If only. Uh, no, last Friday, mm. but it made news this week, mm. a judge in Arizona ruled that the church and its leaders named in the lawsuit are exempt from being sued over these matters because of what's known as the clergy penitent privilege. Which of course basically says, "Well, you found out about it in confession, and you don't have to report anything you hear in confession."
1: Does Mormonism have the same (coughs) rules as (coughs) the Catholic Church? As the Catholic
0: Church, yeah. So, Mormon Church, Catholic Church, Jehovah's Witnesses—they all have a form of confession, okay. And they all believe that if you confess a sin Mm -hmm. to some religious leader in Mm -hmm. that you know faith, it's a sacred bond. It is not for public consumption, nothing you say can or will be used against you. And that includes confessing to a crime like these bishops do not have to go to the cops about it. They just tell you to say your Hail Mary's and move on. So according to the attorney that made that earlier statement that I read to you, here's her response to all this. She will appeal the ruling. Whether it'll do anything is another story. But she says, how do you explain to young victims mm-hmm. that a rapist's religious beliefs are more important than their right to be free from rape? Jesus. She said that this ruling, if it's allowed to stand, would, quote, completely eviscerate the state's child protection law. Mm-hmm. Now, A hundred
1: percent. A hundred percent.
0: What did the Mormon church say in response to all of this? Sex to Yep. We are pleased. <gasps> With the decision granting summary judgment.
1: Oh, I genuinely almost gagged. Uh They said we're pleased. We are pleased
0: with the Arizona Superior Court's decision granting summary judgment for the church and its clergy and dismissing the plaintiff's claims. Contrary to some news reports and exaggerated allegations, the court found that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints and its clergy handled this matter consistent with Arizona law. Which is to say the law says we don't have to report it. And then these people are going to
1: go home and be like, I sure am good at my job and I'm making the world a better place. Good job, me. These motherfuckers.
0: Yeah. This story, the whole story, has become like exhibit A when it comes to how the Mormon church covers up this sort of abuse between the confession itself between the useless helpline that tells them how to avoid any cuz what's the customer service line it's a way to say here's how we get the Mormon church out of trouble this is
1: genuinely exactly what like hr is for hr is not there to protect its employees right, it's hr protect is protecting the company. the company right
0: and the thing this the reason the church can get away with saying we were just following the law is because Arizona like so many other states mm-hmm. doesn't require religious leaders to report instances of abuse to law enforcement if they learned about it through an act of confession. And mm-hmm. again, we've talked about this, but if a public school teacher finds out a kid's being abused at home, they are legally obligated to, like, tell the kid's counselor, who can mm-hmm. then take appropriate action. But not pastors, not bishops, not priests. If someone tells them a secret in a fancy booth, then and they think it's going to remain a secret because it's confession, the law allows those leaders to keep it a secret even if people are getting hurt. And even when legislation was proposed to remove that exemption from the law, what did the Mormon Church do? They fought it. They fought it.
1: With their considerable finances Uh and political support.
0: This is uh, in Arizona. To force a clergy member to report a confidential communication, quote, changes the whole nation of the confessional, said State Senator Eddie Farnsworth, who's a member of the Mormon Church. Earlier this year, he declined to give a hearing to a bill that sought to further narrow the clergy exemption. And that same guy who's chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee in the state of Arizona said, this bill, well-intentioned as it might have been, would disrupt centuries of church dogma. By the way, another lawyer for the Mormon Church, his name is Merrill Nelson. You remember I said that the bishop who heard that confession told another guy about it? The other guy was Merritt Nelson, Merrill Nelson. Nelson's also a Utah legislator, uh, or was for like 10 years before he stepped down, and Utah has the same law. So yeah, of course they do. Of course. And the reason religious institutions don't want to take these exemptions off the books is because they value secrecy more than your safety. Correct. Religious dogma matters more than a kid getting sexually abused. Mm-hmm. They think confessions are a sacrament, and anything less than confidentiality, complete confidentiality, is an obstacle to their faith. Or to put that another way, they don't give a shit about kids. Is
1: there any part of you that understands where the church is coming from? Because I don't, and I really, I want to understand, like, for real, intellectually, why do they... That
0: is their reason. They think, if we create this, I mean, Catholics say it's a right, right? Like, it's important. We have to create a space for people to confess their innermost sins with the understanding that you are confessing to get it out, not to be used against you, so that you can get right with God.
1: I know, I've and seen... that's
0: more. Imp- if you say, "Yeah," but it's not totally confidential because if they say certain things, you do have to tell the cops about it. Mm-hmm. They believe, like, well, now it's our religious beliefs. You're, you, the government can't tell us how to do our religion. That's their. That's where they're coming from. I mean, I don't think that's I unfair. Just... I don't think. I think that's a steel man version of their argument.
1: Yeah, I, but like, you know, in fucking therapy, God knows I like I feel free to say the things I need to say. Well, I guess I just don't molest people very much. Right, so but I don't you, have a lot now, to Now, If you committed you a
0: crime it. that is hurting people actively, yeah. would the therapist be obligated to tell someone? Yes. Yes. Correct. And that's not true. But for that's what I'm leaders. saying.
1: Is like as somebody who is in therapy and is not in religion, like that I do not feel in any way but,
0: Constrained Yes, thank you That's a word. the word Like I, I've
1: never Been concerned That my My therapist Would betray my confidence Right Unless it was Genuinely a huge deal yeah. And I just cannot Put myself in A place of a Person who is Putting The The Uh, the perpetrator of these crimes above the victims Mm -hmm. in the name of keeping their religion sacred. It just feels very much like you have have to make sacrifices to, for this thing to do. And if that sacrifice looks like a six month old little baby getting molested, so be it. That's God's will. Six week. Fuck me. Jesus. Sorry. Just
0: uh, the associated press put this in context. The AP found that 33 states exempt clergy of any denomination from laws requiring professionals in other areas to report information about child sexual abuse to police or child welfare officials if the abuse was uh, divulged during a confession. Mm. Uh, Anytime there's been legislation to eliminate that privilege, Catholic Church, Mormon Church, Jehovah's Witnesses, they have successfully persuaded lawmakers to maintain the exemption. But again, we all know that, quote, glaring loophole, which is how the AP put it, has been a blessing for abusers everywhere. Because they get the satisfaction of thinking, I'm right with God, all while continuing their predatory ways.
1: And and I think there is something important to point out with the reason that so many places take confession very seriously is because to carry a burden around with you is very stressful to have done something terrible and have to deal with the guilt or what or 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 the fear of consequences if you don't have guilt that is a huge burden to carry around and the reason that people like to vent in misery loves company is because it is relieving to get that off your chest and say it out loud it feels like you've gotten it out which is great for you, the villain, because you feel better about yourself and you get to go back to what you are doing with a clean slate and not feel like you were doing anything bad. But, oh, okay, well, I confessed and I'm forgiven, so everything's fine. Like, are you? Th- this is genuinely not just keeping these people from getting caught in seeing consequences, it is enabling them to mentally continue to do their d- dastardly deeds, she said for some reason.
0: It's a... It's horrible. And the headline alone that a judge, I'm I'm not even mad at the judge. The judge is doing what he thinks is the law. So I'm not picking on him. I'm picking on the law itself, which Arizona right now has a Republican-led legislature. But that's the problem. The problem is a law that allows religious leaders to get away with this stuff. Okay.
1: <sighs> Fuck, man. Let's
0: talk about Wisconsin.
1: My God, we're not done.
0: Oh, there's many more. I'm, I'm short. I'm limiting this for okay. you. Oh, thank you You're so welcome. much. I just so, have to
1: go to my two other jobs today. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Thanks for the favor.
0: So the GOP-led, gerrymandered Wisconsin legislature. They control the Senate and the House in their state uh-huh. overwhelmingly because they drew the lines. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if that changes anytime soon. One of the things the Wisconsin Senate did this week is pass an amendment to the state constitution that in the case of another public health emergency like COVID, churches are allowed to stay open no matter what. Yeah. And not just open, but like, you can't tell us what to do open, meaning if COVID came around again or something like COVID, not only would they get to be open, not only would there be no limit on how many people could go to a service no mask you can't tell them to wear masks you could just that would become a super spreader event everywhere
1: am i completely losing my mind what yes. the fuck is going on yep um what are you these Here's people the back- are wasting their legislation time led punishing
0: public uh, safety
1: uh, these people are monsters. Yes. These people are such fucking monsters. And I'm so goddamn sick of the kind of people who want power being the kind of people who only want power to benefit themselves personally and their ego. I'm Which
0: is weird because this. I'm sick of it. The rule as it was before is I want to save your life. And they're like, you can't tell me what Fuck to you. do. Fuck you. I
1: can die if I want to die. Yeah.
0: So here's the backstory here. In March of 2020, when we as a country began paying attention to covid uh Uh, governor tony evers who's a democrat issued a stay-at-home order like a lot of states did and it only allowed exceptions for like essential activities going to a religious service even though you could do that over zoom or a live stream was actually one of the exceptions but like other exempted public gathering places religious services were limited to 10 people maximum Mm -hmm. remember early in the pandemic I don't even know if we knew it was airborne, necessarily. No, we not know
1: fucking anything. So,
0: But they were like, okay, we're being told that this is dangerous. We want to limit how many people are in one space, especially if there's not a grocery store, but like a chance you're talking to each other. Yeah. We want to limit that. So it was inconvenient, yes. But the logic made sense there. It's not like religious a people were treated. shit about
1: March 2020 was deeply inconvenient. <laughs> I'm sorry that they had a hard time, but I think we were all kind of on the struggle bus. Correct.
0: So it's not like religious people were treated differently from other people. Like, oh, that's theaters. not true. They
1: didn't get to do exactly what they want to do uh-huh. and everybody else did. So yeah. as you
0: remember, theaters were wide open. Yes. Athletic leagues were all anyway.
1: Oh, constantly.
0: Republicans obviously ignorant of science. Concept of equality, anything like that. They treated that restriction like Christian persecution.
1: It's the, the only lens they can see anything through.
0: Yep. The then conservative state supreme court struck down Evers' order within two months on a four to three vote. The reason Janet Protasewicz that election was such a big deal mm, earlier this year is because yeah. it flipped it to four three on the liberal side. Yeah. But then it was conservative, and they struck it down four to three. And now the gerrymandered Senate wants to prevent any governor from being able to protect public health in the future if it gets in the way of Christians doing whatever the hell they want. And so, uh, and by the way, what one of the Senate uh, Republicans who sponsored this bill said is during the pandemic, we saw places of worship forcibly closed at a time when many needed their faith communities and spiritual advisors the most. That's a lie. They were not closed. They were open. And they also, were limited. Like,
1: dude, so yeah, you're lying. yeah, it sucked. We were all miserable. What, like, do you think this only happened to Christian yeah. people?
0: Oh yeah, my my favorite version of that is when Republicans are like, <laughs> "Remember when you told us to stay home for two weeks to stop the spread, and then you just kept going?" It's like that's because no one stayed home. It's because you that's didn't do the thing do that you are supposed yeah. to do. So, anyway, by the way, all of these people supporting the "you can't have any public health rules here," they're all quote-unquote, pro-life. Uh, so they're all for life until it's born and Christians want to worship, in which case Grandma might have to be sacrificed, yeah, and that's all right. Suck,
1: grandma. Yeah. You shouldn't have been born in the 30s. That was your bad.
0: Yeah, so this new amendment that they passed, uh, it passed on a party-line vote, 21 to 10, mm-hmm. and the way amendments work to the Constitution in Wisconsin, they have two-year... Uh, legislative sessions. Mm. You have to pass an amendment in two consecutive legislative sessions. Oh, that's interesting. And then put it to the voters to approve it. Mm. So this is the sort of thing that's not going to be in the law, theoretically, for like another four or five years mm. minimum. But If the threat, it gets through the gets, red tape. If it gets through everything. But the threat is very real. I mean, the House version in Wisconsin of the bill has mm-hmm. not yet been voted on. Mm-hmm. I assume it'll pass because it's all Republicans. Mm-hmm. And if the Jerry, the only stopping, the only thing stopping this right now, besides the vote <laughs> in several years, is the Supreme Court uh, ungerrymandering the state, allowing Wisconsin Knights uh. to pick their actual leaders, and then maybe the legislature changes the next time around and they don't go through with this. That's the way to stop this. Uh. But just to be clear, when the legislature passed a similar bill in twenty twenty one, Governor Evers vetoed it. The reason they're doing the constitutional version now, trying to make it just directly in the Constitution, because he can't, can't veto, veto that. that no. So we'll see. But like, just thinking about this, how little regard do conservative Christians have for the life of other lives of other people None. that they think churches, and by the, I say churches, I mean any religious place, but we're all talking about Christians, mm. they believe churches of any size should be allowed to meet at full capacity, even when an airborne virus has the potential to kill people Because they think their religious beliefs grant them immunity from saving anyone else's life, even when the intention is to protect them.
1: At what point am I a bad person if I just say, fine, let him die?
0: The reason you can't do that one is because... In order for that to happen and let them suffer their own consequences, is because when it's an airborne virus, we all suffer.
1: Right, it's, not, it's peeing so, in the corner of the pool and expecting yes, it to stay there.
0: Yes. And that's not how it works. But this is the thing like we see it with abortion, mm-hmm. LGBTQ rights, even gun safety to an extent, which is that these Jesus lovers are so angry and hate humanity that they are willing to go through with a policy change that would hurt everybody else Just and so maybe they can have even their themselves. Own way just so they could do whatever they want. Like public safety takes a backseat to public worship because apparently God doesn't listen to them unless they are like in person and singing and holding their hands in the air. Cause God doesn't listen to people who worship over zoom. Clearly that's in the Bible.
1: I watched my niece and nephew over the weekend. My niece is three and a half years old. And this is what it feels like talking to her of like, no, I don't want to. Okay. Well, I know you don't want to. I know you don't want to go to bed, but everybody has to go to bed because otherwise you die. Nope.
0: Okay, <laughs> well,
1: um, we're all gonna go to bed and you kinda have to do the thing we all have to do. Nope. And then she lays on the bed and kicks the door and screams for an hour. Yep. That's what these people are to me, of just like, I don't
0: they're called Wisconsin and adult Wada! republicans.
1: And I like Wisconsin. It's a beautiful state. But uh, but. uh
0: that being uh, a key there. Yikes on bikes. Right, one last story for you. This will be a little quicker, but I'll leave you on a happy note. Mm. Right? Had to do one this of these. This feels equivocal. I was looking equiv- at all my stories. And I'm like, which one's happy? This is kind of happy. Okay. Kind of happy. Yeah. Here's the story. Last year, we talked about this. Republican lawmakers in South Carolina, they released a draft of their upcoming 2022-2023 budget. Mm. And tucked into page 443, mm-hmm. there was a $1.5 million grant that was going to be made to the Christian uh, Learning Centers of Greenville County.
1: Okay.
0: So why was a Christian ministry basically getting one point five million dollars in taxpayer money? Because, because if you look at the this, separation
1: of church and state yeah, doesn't exist,
0: right? And so if you look at this organization, it says their mission is quote to provide biblical instruction to school age children. Mm. The students are encouraged to spread the news in order to elect Jesus. That's in all caps, by the way, on their website. And for the past 25 years, this ministry... to office? I don't or? know. No, it didn't say to office. Just oh. elect Jesus. And for the past 25 years, they've transported public school children to local churches for up to 90 minutes a day <laughs> as part of a legal release time program to receive more indoctrination. Cool. So again, why is the state giving them money? And that's the question, like, it it seemed like the earmark was sponsored by two Republican state reps, and it was included in the budget after the Christian ministry CEO Mm. asked the governor, Henry McMaster, hey, can you get me some of this money? (laughs) And basically, because you can't give them money for proselytizing, but the money was actually earmarked to allow them to purchase 10 acres of land as part of a down payment to build a $14 million residential school for disadvantaged and at-risk youth, and that might sound good, and it is laudable, mm. but we're yeah. talking about a group of—we're not if just it's talking secular, about Christians, right? Yeah. yeah, they're not just trying to help kids. Their primary goal is to spread a religious message. Mm. That's why this was illegal, because mm-hmm. you're giving it so they could build a proselytizing school, right? And uh, the argument was that this violates the state constitution. Uh, a lawyer said, "This sounds like a pretty explicit, direct contradiction." <laughs> Of what the state constitution says. Mm. Uh, By the way, in 2020, the South Carolina Supreme Court unanimously ruled that the governor violated the state's constitution when he used $32 million in COVID relief money to pay for vouchers to private religious schools. Jeez. And specifically, the judge said you're These violating the part of the constitution. Yeah, you're violating the part of the constitution that says public funds cannot be used for any religious or other private educational institution. Right. Like they said, you can't use COVID money for that because it goes against the rules. Well, what is this 1.5 million dollars then? It it's the exact same argument. You uh-huh. can't use public money for religious institutions, and, and if anything, this was even more explicit. Yeah. Because the vouchers went to private schools including religious ones.
1: Not explicitly. But this one's going shit. explicitly yeah. to a
0: Christian one, so that's messed up. Um, and by the way, well, like uh, there is a president of a public education group that pointed out there are districts all over the state that could use $1.5 million oh, to do significant shit. facility upgrades, pay teachers more, provide mental health counselors to support student success. Mm-hmm. But nope, they didn't get the money. So there was a lawsuit filed over this matter. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Freedom From Religion Foundation filed it with four plaintiffs who live in the state, basically saying, we don't want to subsidize this, Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be happening. And over the course of the next several months, state officials tried really hard to have the case tossed out. Governor McMaster... On the grounds, I wonder? uh, On the grounds that, like, Governor McMaster argued, you can't sue me because my decision to sign or veto legislation is protected by legislative immunity. Like, I can do whatever I want. I'm the governor. Um, that yeah, was his reason. There's
1: no red flags there. I can None do whatever whatsoever. I want. Fuck
0: yeah. you. <laughs> but the lawsuit was allowed to proceed, even if it wasn't against him. But the Christian school did have to give depositions on how they were going to use this money, what were the, all this stuff. And they were like, oh, shit, we have to be honest? That goes against everything we believe. Oh, boy. So, like... According to FFRF, on the same day that an officer of the organization was scheduled to give a deposition, Mm. the school's board, quote, voted to abandon its plans and withdraw its request (laughs) to the Department of Education for the $1.5 million. Oh, God. And here's the thing. yeah. Jar. So they're like, we we just don't want to talk. You know what? We don't need the money. <laughs> oh, actually, We're we just good.
1: found $1.5 million <laughs> in my ba- in my winter coat. Yeah. You know that happens? You put like a 20 yep. and you're in a co- 1.5.
0: And so here's the thing. This is what happened this week. Because of that withdrawal. So embarrassing for them. Yeah. Because of that withdrawal, yeah. a judge has tossed the case out. He says, well, now there's no longer any money going to them. Yeah. So there's no case to N- be ruled so on. What are we
1: doing here? So what
0: are we doing here? <laughs> And so, they're not judging it on the merits of the case. They're not saying you're doing anything that violates the Constitution. They're just tossing it out on that technicality. Oh, my now, God. Now, the question is... They,
1: liter- they just got caught red-handed. They did. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh, wait, what? You're going to follow up? You're no, going to ask... Questions <laughs> on this? Oh, this was not part. My understanding was if we are Christians, we get infinite money <laughs>
0: and no receipts. That is how the Mormon church works. Yes. Right. Um, Fuck. So the case is moot. FFRF is saying this is technically, they're spinning it as a victory. And I yeah, think they're right to do it. I think so. Because the money is not going to that school anymore. And that's only happening because the lawsuit. Yeah,
1: the lawsuit did what it is happen. meant to do. I mean, these. this is right. This is the ultimate. Uh, like best case scenario for FFRF, right? The best case of-
0: scenario would have been the judge ruling on the matter and saying what you wanted is unconstitutional, and if anyone tries this shit again, mm. it's we're we're saying no from the outset. Mm-hmm. Now, like, what's stopping them from just trying again in the future? Maybe they change their name to something a little more Yeah, innocuous. I mean, they're going to get
1: sneakier for right. sure, but like at some point...
0: It's it- not like they call them Christian pregnancy... You know, clinics uh, right. or whatever. I mean, it's
1: it's it's mole right? Like you, but you just have to keep whacking. Right. And so,
0: Ian Watley, he's one of the plaintiffs in the case. He told me in an email he called this oh. a win, but he also worried, yeah, they're totally sure. going to try this again. But I asked him, like, do you regret joining the case since it was just tossed out? Because mm. putting your name on a case like this in South Carolina, yeah, that's not easy to no do. Kidding. And he recognized that too, but he did. He did say when I first considered being a plaintiff, like, I took stock of the risks. Mm -hmm. I decided I would probably have to deal with some social media heckling, maybe even property damage. Sure. He said, he told me, I'm pleasantly surprised to report no problems. So that's nice. That's good news. But he did urge people, like, look, if you see this shit happening... He didn't say that. I am saying that. (laughs) If you see this shit happening in your neck of the woods, in your state, take screenshots. Mm -hmm. uh, Take notes. Take pictures. Take samples of literature Check in with a group like FFRF mm-hmm. or Americans United, mm-hmm. um, and let them figure out what to do next. Because listen, if if you can help, it's possible your name doesn't have to be out there. Mm-hmm. But giving them the information is what can stop all this stuff. Uh, so yay! I'm yeah, glad I mean, it's good to that see that the law
1: stopped. working the way it's meant to work, even if it got to huh, yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: I'm not gonna. I, mean, I guess a win's a win. Spend forever on this story, but I just wanted to point it out. Uh, Earlier this year, the president of a Te- uh, West Texas A&M University, uh, there was a drag show fundraiser to benefit uh, an LGBTQ group on campus,
1: and I bet that went
0: well. Well, they weren't allowed to do it oh. because the president of the university mm. uh, sent an email that day, basically saying it was going to help the Trevor Project, which helps LGBTQ of kids.
1: Of course, they're against that. The
0: president, Walter Wendler, sent out an email. Uh, canceling the show, Mm. he said, I believe every human being is created in the image of God and therefore a person of dignity. Does a drag show preserve a single thread of human dignity? I think not.
1: This is the argument he has now is that it's undignified. Yeah. He
0: went on to say drag shows are derisive, divisive, and demoralizing misogyny.
1: Okay. Yeah. I get that. Then he compared it to
0: blackface.
1: Listen, I get your alliteration, sir, and I'm really proud of you, but no, no to any of that. No, do any he of also that. Also, send the email. Also, oh, guys, guys, men, you don't need to protect women from drag queens. <laughs> guys, I keep seeing this of like, what are we gonna do, women? Like. My dude, I have never been threatened by a drag queen in my entire life. You've never life. been you know threatened I, by
0: a trans person either.
1: You know who I've been threatened by a ton? Men. Men yeah. all the time.
0: Wendler went on to say a harmless drag show? Not possible. So anyway. <sighs> This went, this, they filed a lawsuit I over just this. I
1: fucking hate this shit. I know, shi- I'll speed through so this. It makes me so goddamn mad.
0: They filed a lawsuit over this, but of course the case went to Matthew Kasmerick, who's a Federalist Society, Trump-loving MAGA judge, who's like, no, I don't see what the president did wrong there. Free speech means he can shut down a drag show, it's fine. I think that's what free speech yeah, that's is. How, that's how his free
1: speech, but what about everybody <laughs> else's? It doesn't matter.
0: Anyway, this happened months ago. So this week, guess who spoke at West Texas a and Our friend, Andrew Seidel, who is with Americans United for Separation of Church and State. Yeah, okay. He's a legit good guy. Legit good guy. He was talking about his book, American Crusade, Mm -hmm. how the Supreme Court is weaponizing religious freedom. He's Mm -hmm. well aware of what happened earlier this year. Mm -hmm. So at some point in his speech, of course, he's talking about Christian nationalism in the country and why it's a problem, what his book is all about. Mm -hmm. But at some point, he brings up that drag issue and he's like, you know, when does it go from being harmless to harmful? And he points out things like, right now, he said, I'm wearing a pink shirt and a pink tie. Like, is that a problem for anybody? Then he says, like, I wore an earring in high school. Is that a problem? What if I put that earring on right now? Yeah. Uh, Like, am I a threat now? Right. What if I wore this rainbow feather boa? Puts it on. He's like, am I a threat now to anybody? Then he's like, yeah, I'm wearing a suit, but like, I have a skirt here. What if I put on this skirt? Slap on, on the skirt. Yep. And then he's like, what if I wore stockings, kind of like the founding fathers? Because guess what? I'm wearing pantyhose right now. And basically uh-huh. changes into drag on the spot. Wow. Come look. Come look at the glorious picture. Um, so he dressed in drag in the middle oh, of his speech, so cute. basically trying to make the point that cross dressing is not a threat uh-huh. to anybody. I like that skirt. Right? He looks fantastic and fabulous. He actually said uh, after he put on the heels to make the point, I don't feel much like a threat. I feel a little fabulous, but I don't feel much like a threat. <laughs> Which kudos to him. He was not arrested. Oh, congratulations, like, congratulations. Andrew. It's a close one. You almost but flew as, too close to
1: the sun, my dude. <laughs> I know. As far as a
0: uh, clever protest goes, I really yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, that was outstanding, Very Andrew. Nice, nice work. Uh, Very nice I'll stop work. There. What are we talking
1: about in the bonus? I actually have things to talk about in the bonus. Oh, first I want to say, I don't have a date for it, but I recorded um, an episode of Your Therapist Needs Therapy uh, with Jeremy, who's a listener. Um, He is going to let me know when that is posted. I would like to talk to you about Fall of the House of Usher, which I finished last week. Um, I went to see How Did This Get Made Last Night in Chicago. I'd like to talk about that. Um... We have a baby horse, and I only want to talk about the baby horse, but I can't think of anything that's going to make you
0: interested in
1: that. (laughs) So uh, where can we find you on the internet? You can Hemet. find me
0: on the internet at Hemet Meta on whatever that X site is. You can go to friendlyatheist.com for all the articles I write. And you can support this show by going to Patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Do it now.
1: And you can always leave us a review. Um this one is oh, Darren Austin says, Bring me brings me joy, parentheses, updated November twenty twenty-three. Let's rock.
0: <laughs> What's I, the update?
1: I love listening to them both and learning their perspectives. It helps me widen my understanding of the world. Also, just to make my review of the show complete, insert idiotic root-up um, comment about Jessica here. Update. Nice. What in the world is wrong with people who leave reviews seriously complaining about Jessica? Heaven is great, <laughs> but finding very dry analytical voices in the atheist movement isn't hard. In the atheist <laughs> community isn't hard. Jessica, on insulted. the other hand... <laughs> bring Okay. <laughs> Jessica, on the other hand, brings a passion to the show and makes it so much better than if Hemant was just reading articles he'd written the past week. I've been listening for four years, and Jessica's brought an in, in passion perspective on feminism and social justice that I didn't have anywhere else when I was coming down of fundamentalism. Hemant's good report makes the show good, but Jessica's passion makes the show amazing. Aww. Aww. And I don't feel guilty reading nice things about me because I read so many mean <laughs> things about me. Um, so, Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll see you
0: next week. I'll see
1: you in the bonus.